You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode sixty-eight. It's been a little while, but wow. we're all still standing. I didn't realize we we're still doing this. Yeah, well, you know, Paul uh, Paul took a hiatus and worked, yeah. and I took a hiatus and worked, and mm. I think you've been working too. Everybody's been busy. It's been a busy couple of yeah, weeks. It was. I'll tell you what, we just had one hell of a pre-show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fired up. Yeah. I'm exhausted now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all done. Let's let's wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least I got that out of my system. I yeah. Now, yeah, so. exactly. Well, it's been a long time since the three of us got to really let it out. Um, you know, and this is like, it's you guys are familiar with Festivus, right? That was like basically our airing of grievances, mm. but it was with everybody else that we have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's good to end the year uh getting it off your chest you know so that you can go into the next new year fresh ready to get angry at more people that's right that's right you need a whole new list of people to hate uh when you when you start the next year so but yeah paul what have you been up to i feel like you know it's been a while since anybody heard from you on social media um you know have you just been minting NFTs I'm, and investing in various not only have i been doing that i'm also in the metaverse (laughs) Really? I just bought. Oh, so you've just been in the metaverse? I just bought. The last yeah, I've actually weeks. only been in the metaverse. I've been doing. Ver- I've been welding in the metaverse. I have a <laughs> Fairfield Steelworks actually has a full business set up in the metaverse. Uh, wow! Um, nice. Wow! I just bought a house welders. in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So. Did you bring your Harley into the metaverse, no. or you get something cooler, like a jet? <laughs> yeah, I have a. Custom. Yeah, I bought a. Mm. I'm not going to bring a Sportster into the metaverse when I could get a, a, no. a road glide or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, CVO. What did some idiot, just do in the metaverse. Did somebody buy something or sell? People something are buying something? things for like hundreds Every... of thousands of dollars. 
Yeah. Like, that yeah. Every week, people buy land in the metaverse for fucking $650,000, a million dollars. I think like, China is literally like, we couldn't even have thought money? of this ourselves. They're just destroying their own selves. Like, they're just so stupid over here. <laughs> we're so dumb mm-hmm. that we're wasting our money on fake property, and they're just laughing over there. They're like, it's only a matter of time. We don't even have to hack them. They're just yep. doing it to themselves. Who gets it's the crazy. Money, yep. That's what I don't understand. Whoever owns... I'm assuming, I guess, it all started like with whoever created, whatever company started. Because I guess there's different metaverses. Like there's a sandbox metaverse, yeah. which is like one company mm-hmm. or one... I don't even know if it's a company. I don't know if it's like this blockchain shit where it's like not a single person. But maybe it is a company. But I guess it was purchased at some point and then whoever owns the thing, you could resell it and make money off of the profit if like you bought land in the metaverse last month and now you sold it this month for a profit Mm -hmm. i guess you keep that money i I don't know it's i mean it's essentially just it's essentially like it's like it's buying like a token it's like buying a slot right and then selling it but the idea is that not only are you paying for this virtual thing but you can actually like interact with it it's basically like like minecraft really expensive video game exactly we should ask our friend about this which one? You know. Oh yeah, we could. Yeah. Uh, there'd be a lot of information yeah. that we could gather. I'm not gonna say the. the I'm not gonna say any further information about our friend. But yeah, there, we have a. <laughs> there's a person that's on the inside that definitely could give us a lot of information about this. But big clubhouse. Um, yeah. yeah. User, if you know what I'm Clubber. saying. Um, but really, I, you know, it's, Is it's he baffling a big to me. Guy? The, they are a big they... metaverse person for wow. sure. For they sure. They are. But dude, I, I've been. I've been like following along with the influencer people oh, yeah. been going going through it and it's like it's just so ridiculous i mean and you're right paul it's literally there's some there's some body of there's some group of people somewhere yeah. that are just like i can't i can't believe they're they're still yeah. giving us money. russia's like we wasted so much money believe. trying to like hack them and like <laughs> and like, create bots these idiots are just wasting their money on virtual land it's like Can you imagine they're oh. like Let's try to sell them fake land for like a thousand dollars. They'd be like, "No, that's like, too stupid." No, no yeah. let's make it six hundred thousand dollars just as a joke. <laughs> it's like let's yeah. do a before show for a thousand dollars and see if anybody joins it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I but the only people that are crazy. making money are, are like these influencers who are the ones who are like peddling yep. it at first, mm-hmm. and then someone buys it because like, oh, Logan Paul selling a picture of a rock. Let me buy it for three hundred thousand yep. dollars. And then he made yeah. the money, and then you're stuck with a rock that's going to be worth nothing in a couple of months when all this dumb shit fails. Or maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe it's the future. Yeah, it's a huge. No, it's a it's a huge pump and dump scheme, yeah. and like, and you know what it is? What's what's crazy about it is like, so, and it, it's very funny because I've been watching Gary V talk oh. about it, right? And Gary V keeps comparing it to like the the advent of the internet or the cell phone and he's like remember when everybody said that they were never going to get an iphone now everybody has one it's who like, said they weren't going to get an well, iphone this is different a lot of people did like yeah exactly. he's I, been, I just he's said that i remember when to... they came out with the iphone everybody laughed at them saying who would buy a mm-hmm. phone from apple yeah but here's the thing an iphone yeah is a physical it, it, it is but something like need it you see, you're young though. Nobody needed a no. Yes. Nobody wanted to be near yes. a phone. Everybody got by without it's, it and felt fine. It's like not that. Um, it. what was that commercial? It's one of the cellular companies. The guy holds the phone. He goes, "Everything this thing does," and they call it a phone. I don't understand it. 
And it's true. Like back then, mm-hmm. like I remember when they put a calculator, they had a calculator on the phone, and then they're like, oh, you can take a picture with it. I'm like, why would you take a picture with a phone? Like that's just stupid, mm-hmm. you know? But the but, value isn't there. But it's like, just to, well, for that's these what things. I'm getting at. Is like the phone. Yes, yeah. Yes. The phone the is worth such utility it, now. Yeah, it's a physical yes. thing. It's worth a thousand dollars to buy an iPhone for a thousand bucks for all that it can accomplish. You can go on Minecraft yes. for free or for ten dollars, and you could play around in your mm. own virtual land, and it's the same exact shit. Or you can pay a half a million dollars for a plot of virtual land on one of these metaverses. But it's, it, the value doesn't make sense to me. It's just like what I said with these NFTs. I think the idea itself isn't bad. I understand selling digital art. The problem I have with it is all of the art that people are selling is shitty art. It's just pixelated <laughs> pictures of like zombies with like made out of like 25 pixels. And they're just selling it for the simple fact that they can make money. They're not creating beautiful works of art and then just so happen to be you know, distributing it, distributing it in that way, they're doing it just to make money. Like, the art is terrible. Well, like, I, I have to interrupt yes. for a second. Yes. Because you mentioned art and you mentioned Logan Paul. Yeah. You, you've seen that piece of artwork he made, didn't you? Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, Dude, the epoxy thing, thing? Yeah. That, that John Malecki helped him with? Yeah, that thing was awesome. That was cool. That, that thing was really, really cool. I was shocked. I mean, it... Malecki worked on that. Yeah, one? he ta- he he tagged him. I was scrolling through because I followed him. Did he him, really? And I'm like, oh shit, Logan Paul's. What is he doing? Total boat shit. And then I look and I scroll through the description and it says, "Shout out to my friend John Malecki for helping me with this." I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy. Wow. But um, but like I heard that's funny. Him, Logan Paul, say I think he did something. I'm not 100 percent sure, so I could be wrong. But he literally like hired graphic designers to like create art just to, so that he could sell them. Like it's genius. Like he, you know, he he's doing it. Like I would do the same thing if I could. But like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw this one crazy like digital artwork that this would be like an incredible NFT. It was like someone. I think they made it on like an iPad Pro with that app where you can draw, mm-hmm. and it was. Mm-hmm. It started out as like an aerial view. It was all black and white. It just looked like a pencil drawing. An aerial view of like this village with all these little buildings. And she was zooming in with her fingers. And she was zooming in, zooming mm-hmm. in. And then she'd get to like a window of a building. And then she'd zoom in through the window. And it would be a whole new village. All different. And then mm-hmm. she'd keep zooming in through all these little villages and towns. And she'd zoom in. And, and, and another one would pop up. And, it, and one would come out of like the clouds. It was just crazy. That was like an incredible, yeah, I've seen a couple of those on Instagram. Incredible, yep. Piece of like digital art. Like it's hard for me to describe it, but if you saw it, you, like people would be impressed. That could be like an NFT, not a a a, a brick. You know. Mm. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. And and I think that this argument that all these guys are making, the point I was gonna was trying to make was like these people are talking about the metaverse. And they're talking about NFTs and they're talking about these things as though they have the same utility as technology that's came out and changed everything, right? Like iPhones have changed every industry, right? They've made us able to communicate better. They've, you know, they've, they've done so much for, for, uh, our ability to be like more progressive as a society. They've also been terrible, right? Because they give everybody, uh, you know, they give people too much access to social Mm. media and then, you know, 
young girls have issues with the with the images that get portrayed yeah. online. People get hated on and kill themselves because of comments. But like the utility is there. The idea of like the metaverse being this utility item that everybody is going to need to be a part of, and that's why we all need to invest our money into it now. It, it, it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. It's it's a it's a get in first and be the first person at the party so that you make the most money on it. And that's okay. I think that if you're Gary Vee, you can talk about it from an investment point of view. And I think that if you're honest about it, then yeah, it makes sense. If you get into the metaverse and NFTs right now, you're probably going to be in a better position than when it becomes totally mainstream, right? If you buy whatever the fuck... Uh, you know, if you, maybe not if you invent, invest a million dollars into a piece of land, but if you get involved in it now and you understand it, you'll be in a better position to capitalize on it later. But I think the idea of like telling people that if they don't, they got to get involved with it because it's going to be the next thing and they need to like refinance their houses to pay for it. I think it's like just crazy. And I think it's like totally disingenuine. You know, it's like, it's not, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense, you know? Even telling people to buy like Pokemon cards makes some amount of sense it does. because at some point they might be able to turn that around and make money out of it. But I don't know. I just I, the comparisons between the metaverse and all the other emerging technology that changed the world. I I don't get. They I really lost get. me with this latest thing. I, I when we were we would first we started <laughs> off with with Bitcoin and all that shit and Dogecoin and we thought that was crazy. Then they hit us with the NFTs. We're like, this mm-hmm. is even crazier. Now they have the metaverse. I don't even know what they're gonna come out with next month. It's like Yep. It's just I don't know. Can you get COVID in the metaverse? Probably. Or is is it COVID free? You get vaccinated in the you metaverse. Know? Dude, I was just talking I won't say I won't say who it was, but I was just talking to somebody. He works for a real estate company. Yeah. And uh, like a real, like a big in the metaverse, uh, multi-state dude. They their office is in the metaverse. Oh, so when they go Christ. into work, it when they go into work, there are little avatars of all of the employees walking around a virtual office. Jesus Christ! And when you need to go to a meeting, there's like a little graphic of all the and people. You use the arrow keys into like to walk in, and then they all get on Zoom. Dude, I, I guess. And he's like, he's like, so you'll be like, he and he said he's like, my avatar is like a like a dude wearing a flannel oh and like God. I walk around and it looks just like me. And I'm like, the fact that some company invested the fucking money into this, thinking that they oh, needed shit. it for productivity, is baffling. To Imagine me. they're like baffling messaging each me. other, like meet me over at the water fountain, and they take their arrow keys yeah. and they move their little guy yeah. over across the building. It's like Legend of Zelda yeah. on the Game Boy. You ever played Legend of Zelda oh, when it was no. on the Game Boy, and you just I played the original. Or you ever played Pokemon? Paul? Yeah, Pokemon I think so. Uh... I wasn't a but huge like, you're video just, like, game you're... guy. In a two day two yeah. day world. Anyway, I, when he told me that, I looked at him. I'm like, you're fucking with me. He's like, no, dude, I'm serious. That's exactly what it is. I'm like, ah, that's it's baffling to me. It's baffling to me. Yeah, it's hard enough to survive out here in the real world. Let alone, you know, you're gonna have somebody <sighs> hacking your metaverse and uh, I don't know, ruining your wow. life. It's just weird. Anyway, so that's that's a uh, that's a bit that's the new thing. So Paul, so other than welding in the metaverse, what have you been doing in the in the regular universe? Uh, welding in the regular universe too. Um, How's that, going? that seems to make a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> but that it's, it's been going good. Um, working on a couple of different jobs, finishing things up, getting ready to start some new jobs. Um, and then I don't know, just uh, enjoying Christmas and the holidays. Hanging Any progress friends. on the truck? Um, so 
it turns out I'm going to end up spending even more money on the truck. I'm basically <laughs> rebuilding the entire truck. I'm getting a new – because the problem was it's like – So just take the Vintage Literally, off and just all I'm using is the hood, scratch. the cab, and the grill, front grill and everything. Basically, what about the motor? Is the motor, the motor good is good? Totally get like hosed. No, on no, this no. Thing? The motor. I actually did okay. Like for what I paid, like I have a lot of stuff that I can sell to people that want mm-hmm. all this old shit. But the problem was, mm-hmm. I have to make it an F1 because I can't get any parts for the F3, which means I have to get a new frame. Uh-huh. So then I end up spending ten thousand uh-huh. dollars on a new performance frame to turn it into an F1, and I'm going to put this. 75 year old you know which which it's a cool motor it's a flathead motor you know it's a it's mm-hmm. it's a cool thing to have but after i put this frame in it and dump a bunch of money into it it's like why am i putting a hundred horsepower motor that's going to overheat on the side of the road when i want to drive it to my friend's house mm-hmm. it's like why am i spending all this money yep. to do that so i talked to louis and actually my dad was the one who said i should just put a new motor and transmission in it and just sell all the other parts that I have because I have three motors. If anyone listening wants to buy mm-hmm. uh, a flathead motor, I have two of the older version, which is like a twenty-one stud, I think, and then new one, which is like a twenty-four stud that runs. I could be wrong, but if anyone wants to buy flathead motors and transmissions and parts, let me know because I have a bunch. Yeah, one of them definitely runs, but it's taken apart, and the other two could run if you work on them and rebuild them. So that's that. I'm probably going to get like a small block Chevy, like a 350 and a manual transmission, mm-hmm. like a five speed. But, um, yeah, I might know where you could get one of those. Oh, really? Uh, one of the guys at Matt shop has like a ton of, he's, he's had like seven C10s and he's rebuilt oh, really? them and he's got motors and transmissions hmm. and so much stuff kicking around, um, Matt shop. Uh, so yeah, let me know. You should, uh, you should talk to them. But yeah, it's funny. I was actually I was talking to somebody about my power hammer the other day. Oh and, yeah, um, I forgot. I, I just... went to go look at a photo, and and your truck is in the background of the photo. Yeah. I remembered about uh, your truck. We haven't heard about it in a while. Yeah, but I got a sandblaster actually. I I got a sandblast cabinet, which I think I talked about from Eastwood, mm-hmm. which it's like it's okay. Like it's, mm-hmm. it was two. It was like three hundred bucks, so you get what you pay for. It was pretty yeah. good for for that price. But then I bought a little pot like one of the sandblasters to mm-hmm. use you know not in a cabinet just out in the, yeah, out in the, the open, open like a hundred pound pot and the thing actually works mm-hmm. great like i only used it for like two minutes but it was like 300 bucks it holds a hundred pounds of media and mm-hmm. i tried it out on the cab a little bit and it like worked great off of just my regular compressor like i yeah it was shocking how well it worked so I'm going to build a little enclosure with like plastic and maybe some like tube mm-hmm. and then just put the cab and the hood and the doors in there and the um, the front grill and just sandblast everything and then epoxy nice. coat it with whatever that primer is and then like do now the body is it, work. Is it like a pressure tank? Where yeah. The, is it a pressure tank where the air goes into the tank mm-hmm. and then comes back out? Yeah, the air goes nice. into the tank. And then I think also the air splits off and goes into the. I I got to take a better look at it. I didn't. I put it together and like used it for two minutes. But I think mm-hmm. air goes into the tank, pressurizes it, pushes the media out, and then more air mixes in. I think. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. more air mixes in. I think at the gun, or maybe at the beginning of where the hose starts, and then there's like a nozzle yeah. which literally has like a lever, 
and there's a little arm that covers up the um the like the end of the nozzle and then you press the lever and it Mm -hmm. comes off of it and the shit comes out um yeah but you know for 300 bucks it worked really good yeah that's cool i guess the only issue with it is that you're not you don't get uh, any recycling on your media because it just goes out into the world. Right? That's the thing, but that's why I'm going to build the enclosure yeah. and put plastic oh, yeah, on the floor, it. and then I'll just vacuum it up with a shop vac and keep reusing it. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So, I always wanted a little sandblaster. Get, get the Eastwood one. Washer. Yeah. I just got a little yeah. cheap parts washer. or No, not a parts washer. Oh, Louie got a parts washer, like a good one. Uh-huh. That is great, and then I got a little tumbler. Like a heated one, yeah, heated one. Um, it's pretty big, actually. Louis found that, and then I bought a little Harbor Freight like tumbler, media tumbler for like some little um, like plasma cut parts, and that the vibratory, yeah, one? yeah, or uh, the vibratory those one. Those work pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. You got to do the cement mixer thing, dude. That seems awesome. What, what Buy thing? Buy the $200. Oh. I think I sent it to you, but some of the guys in the Plasma uh, Facebook group that I'm in, they buy, like, the Harbor Freight makes an electric uh, cement mixer. Okay. And they buy that, and you can put, like, rubber flaps in it, or you can line the inside of it with rubber so it's not so loud. Oh. And they just literally just, like, leave it on, and they just throw parts in it, and it just goes, you know? And it, it it's not as aggressive as a vibratory tumbler, but... And what do they um, have in there for media? You know, they'll put uh, tumbling media in there. Yeah. It doesn't, like, know? round like the coarse media or anything like that? Or is it just... No, like, just no. Something? It just takes the burrs off. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, I mean, the thing, you know, what's nice about it is it's, like, you know, it's heavy duty, right? It's and it's slow. Mm. You know, I mean, the vibratory tumblers are great, but they're just they're fucking irritating. They mine mine has literally vibrated itself to pieces. Which one do you it's have? The Harbor Freight like, one. I have the Harbor yeah, the Freight plastic one, and one. it's literally like, sh- yeah, it shook itself apart. Yeah, so like where every bolt falls out of it. It's and it works great. I mean, it'll it'll it does a great finish, but um, I would actually like I would I would like to have something that you could just throw parts in and let it kind of go yeah you know um so i don't know there's a couple of guys that have done it i'm sure you could find a video or something on youtube of making a uh making a tumbler but i mean you do so much plasma cup parts that's got to be a huge time i gotta saver. look into that yeah i mean on the thicker stuff um, it's funny like th- three eighths and half inch plate i barely get any you know um, like slag or dross or whatever people call it um but sometimes nice. on the thinner stuff, like eighth inch, you'll get some for whatever reason, you know. But yeah, it worked pretty good. Nice. What have you been up to, Derek? Um, nothing. Just uh, cleaning up a little bit. Just trying to pick up after I finished everything up. I finished up um, a couple days before Christmas. Um, I just been trying to pick up things, sort things out a little bit. I have to be out of the garage where i have everything stored by the end of january so i really have to make an effort to um get everything cleaned out of here so i'm just kind of my brothers came by for christmas and uh i gave them a bunch of stuff and um i just gonna keep giving stuff away till i have nothing left to give away and then just keep <laughs> until stuff. we're cutting the plasma table yeah. i'm cutting the yeah. cnc back up and, and loading yeah, it back yeah. out i gotta take that apart the uh spoil board and i'm gonna put down a nice setup um what's it armor tool had sent me all the t-track and everything a couple months back and i haven't had the time to do it just because i don't want to take it out of commission but 
I'm going to take that apart. I was debating on whether to take the fourth axis, the rotary thing, and, and install that down in the table so I could just have it. Mm. And I'm still thinking of doing that. The only issue is I think it needs to be at the front of the table. And it might be a pain in the ass because the amount of times I would use it, it just doesn't seem worth it to have it because I'd have to be working over it all the time. But um, mm. I'll figure that out, you know. But um, I'm not too. They're pretty about cool. That. Watch work. I've never. I've yeah, never. It's uh, amazing. I don't know that I. Them, you know, like it's. Yeah. Did you guys ever get the one working at Jimmy's? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, guys did yeah, use it, right? Yeah, we used it on the uh, special project, and um, mm-hmm. it it came out amazing. But um, yeah, I'd like to try it. There's a couple things I had some ideas for. I wanted to try and. I just got to get off my ass and do it. It just seems like just always something else going on that I need to get done. So I'm kind of, I have a couple projects I am working on, but um, I'm just going to kind of lay low for the next couple months because I have to get this stuff taken care of. It's just, I keep putting it off and I can't put it off anymore, you know? So that's my, that's yeah, my I'm, I'm, I'm in the same spot. I, I need to, uh, I need. To, I have a couple projects that I need to finish up for the restaurant, uh-huh. um, for my friend's restaurant that she's opening. Yeah. Um, but the the those like window those skylight planters were kind of like the hardest thing. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, once I'm done with that, and there's like maybe one or two other things that I have to do, I have to spend like a month just mm. getting my shit together at my shop because it's just it's gotten to the point now where it's like I can't even work in there. It's crazy. Yeah, that that's like the problem I have. It's like I um it you know, I need to cut a bunch of strips of MDF to put on the table and it's just like rearranging everything just to use my table saw. Um it, it, it's just mm-hmm. a pain in the ass, you know. So I, I wanted to get to a point where I can just use everything and not have to um you know, worry too much about it, you know. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. I mean it's especially in your space like you know you've got such efficient you have to have such efficiency in your space to be able to use all your stuff yeah that it's like you know yeah like it's got to be frustrating yeah yeah it is and i just got it like a lot of it's just self-induced so it's like if i can mm-hmm. just deal with that and you know it, it just it's gonna suck to do but i have to you know just do it you know, so I'm I, I mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it because, like I said, I have to get that stuff out of the garage next door, and um, you know, and, and I want to do things. You know, I got a nice new tool. Um, Even Heat was nice enough to send me an oven, and um, I tried baking a oh. cake in it, and my cake pan wouldn't fit in it. So I don't think it's for baking, but um, you know, I, I want to set that up somewhere. You know, where it's not on another table. You know, like that's the problem. Like, mm-hmm. You know, somebody come down like, oh, that fits perfectly. I'm like, yeah, except that's a work surface. You know, it's like supposed to be working on that table, not have, you know, an oven on it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got to get this stuff taken care of. It's like I've just pushed it off too far and now it's like I'm buried. So we'll see. Yeah. That uh, that's a nice even heat oven you got there, dude. You got oh, to uh, beautiful. What, I, you could try warming up your boots in there next time it's cold. <laughs> yeah, I tried. You could I use tried mine. My lunch up in it. Yeah, it's uh, I tell you, they just make beautiful stuff, you know. And the family is yeah, they do um, a good job. super nice, you know. It's talking to the owner. I actually trying to get him on the podcast. He's interested in coming on and talking. 
because they have like just such a great story you know how they got started and all that stuff mm -hmm. but um he's gonna work with me there's a local um community like makerspace nonprofit that's starting a pottery class and they need a kiln and they're trying to raise money for it so he said he would help them out so i gotta talk to him about that and seeing if he could do that you know it'd be good for the community and stuff like that so we'll see you know but um oh that's awesome yeah, yeah i i spoke to them uh I spoke to them when I got my oven, and they're just so, such an. I spoke to. I can't remember Spencer? the guy's name now. Was it Spencer? What's the guy's name? Was it Spencer? Was it Spencer? Yeah, I think Spencer. Spencer, the guy yeah. I with. Uh, super nice guy. Like, yeah, yeah really, uh, really supportive, and like, mm -hmm. was it was you know, he was like you know, he's the kind of person that like, he's like loved all the different social media stuff that goes on, yep. and like the videos that people make, and was like really interested in it. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he I love was, my. I mean, honestly, do you have the? Do you have the? Um, nicer. He was just like, you know, we had tagged him a couple times at the show, and he had reached out to me when we were doing the show, and he was just like, honestly, I just want you to make something cool with it. He's like, I don't want you to have to mm -hmm. talk about it, you know, nothing. He goes, if you have a problem, just let me know about it first, please, and uh, just enjoy yep. it. He goes, that's it. I just want you to enjoy it. And I said, okay. You know, so it just, um, you know, you can't ask for a better deal than that. So, but. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when I got uh, when I got mine, um, the shipping company had, like, smashed the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, he, like, right away got me another one. You know, one of the things that I want to get for mine, and you have the tap controller on yours, right, yeah, Derek, yeah. the digital controller? Yeah, yeah. Do you have the USB dongle? Um, I don't know. There's no thing hanging out. I, mean, uh, I imagine I, there's a USB on there because you're, you're I don't, you up like, Wi-Fi. And... You probably don't. What would you say? That you on the screen it does say like if you want to hook it up to Wi-Fi and stuff like that for diagnostic stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but there's no like dongle hanging out of it or anything like that that I see. Yeah, so so you can buy from uh, like USA Knife Maker. I'm sure you could probably hit uh, Spencer up for it too. It's thirty bucks, mm -hmm. but you can get uh, a dongle that hooks up to it that lets you control it uh, over an app on your phone. Oh, so yeah. that when you have something. Um, so that when you have something heat treating, you can just look at your phone and go back and look at it and just be like, "Oh, I have an hour left." Or oh, that's you know, cool. really. Um, and it, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And it's like it's just one of those things that like I haven't, I just haven't ordered. Yeah. But um, it's a it's a cool little like feature that you can get. Yeah, it definitely uh, those has heats. that ability. Shout out to Even Heat. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has that ability because there's like all little different things you can do with it. You know, I was looking at it the other day, so. But yeah, mm -hmm. so yeah. But I so also want uh, want to get the guys from Ameribraid on here. They're they're super nice guys too. You know, I've been dealing with them a lot, and they're, they're another group of guys that have like a great story. You know how they got their start and what they're doing. You know, so we got to get them on in the near future. It would just be nice to hear, you know, how they started just in a little garage with an idea and now have this very successful business. You know. So, yeah, we got, I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of people, um, reaching out after we had Jordan, uh, from two avocados on uh -huh. people seemed to really like hearing his story. So I definitely want to do that. There's uh, I also, um, I've talked about him on here before, but Adam from uh, maker table, yeah. um, who you guys, I think are familiar with. He has like a CNC, uh, plasma sign shop that they runs. 
it's like you know crazy same thing he started like in his garage now he's got like 10 employees and they're you know making signs like hundreds if not thousands of signs every month mm. um and you know doing big industrial projects and it's it's cool to see people grow from the garage shop you know out to these mm. you know big companies um especially when it comes to like making products because i feel like making products is so difficult you know mm. like obviously there's a lot of difficulty in like running a business like the way like what paul's doing with like you know doing the houses and stuff but um i feel like to to there's a totally different hell in like developing and manufacturing your own products and then dealing with all the bullshit that must come along with it you know like like paul when you do a job like you you start the job you finish the job the job's done you do a different job yeah. but when you have to make like belt grinders and like refine the process and every time you can like shave off five minutes you save money and like doing it hundreds and then as your business grows you hope that your business grows to the point where you need to make if you make 10 a month you need to make 100 a month or a thousand a month and then it's like all the things that come along with that you know um i just i feel like it's got to be uh so difficult you know yeah and the stuff you're selling costs a lot you know like a job i might do might be a really expensive project that takes a couple months and if you're trying to sell a product that costs like a hundred bucks or even less than that, it's like you got to be real efficient when you're making it and and shipping it and packaging it, and then there's a problem with it and someone wants to send it back, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it, it's it, just think of like the price of steel going up and stuff, how that must affect. Oh yeah, you, you know, and it, like you said, the shipping costs. You know, it's like you know, there's no easy way to ship those things. You know, and it's uh. It's just there's a lot to it, you know, but um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, speaking of steel costs, I just got steel delivered today. It was like I wanted to like throw up. I got like just a little this like little steel delivery of like some miscellaneous tube and some flat stock, just stuff I needed around the shop. It was like thirteen hundred dollars for like such a small like it was you know like two pieces of one by one. Two no two four pieces of one by one like two pieces of one inch round tube like three inch flat stock like just like the stuff that you need to yeah. to do random little things and um you know I'm like looking at the pile Jesus when Christ. I when the guy delivered it I'm like oh my god I'm like this is like this is nothing you know and that's like you know thirteen hundred dollars like it, it's it costs it cost, takes a lot of time to make back that kind yeah. of money and this is all just material for myself just for me to use because I need material around the shop. It's like, you know, if you uh, want me to place an order at my place for when you come pick up that power hammer, like Mm -hmm. if you need any like random shit like that, let me know because I know it'll be a lot cheaper. It's still going to be expensive, but not nearly like that sounds like a lot of money for what you got. Yeah, I I pay a lot per pound for my steel here, but, you know, there's a there's a. Um, I think I've talked about my, my kind of steel, my steel splier set up here. Like my guy is not, he's not the cheapest by any means. He hooks me but up. It's when convenient I need, like, for small, quantity, you like, know, like orders like that. Exactly. And they'll help you like, take today it off the at truck. 10 o'clock, dude, today at 10 o'clock. So like normally they tell me like within 15 minutes of when the driver's coming. So today my, the guy that runs the company, he's out of town for the holidays. So he's got, you know, he's got his guys running the shop, whatever. So today around 10 o'clock, I get an alert from my my camera at the shop and it's the it's the truck 
And I'm like, shit, I like normally I leave money in an envelope in the lockbox and all this different stuff. And I wasn't prepared for it at all. So I run over to the shop. By the time I get there, he's already unloaded all the material on a pair of sawhorses that I had outside. So it wasn't even on the ground. Mm. Like he went and found a pair of sawhorses, put the material on the sawhorses, then taped it up into a bundle, you know? Um, And I was like, Dude, if, if another if a big steel shop came to my shop and I wasn't there, they would just oh yeah, hundred percent, and probably charged me for me not being there. You know, yeah. um, and uh, like stuff like that, like you know, uh, you can't you can't even put a price on that yeah. for somebody like me who's like there. You know, when I can be there and and when I'm not there, that's it. I'm gone. It's like it works out super uh, super well. So yeah. shout out to Public Metals. If anybody's on Long Island and needs mm-hmm. material. Call uh call my friend Stefan at Public Metals. That's, that's the same yeah. thing. That's why I always say my boys at Bolter Plywood. It's like, you know, they, mm-hmm. they you know, I, I was picking something up the other day. He goes, oh, that's not the stuff you usually get. You usually get the stuff here. And then the, mm-hmm. the, the three-quarter, we were low on it, so I saved you two sheets of it. And, um, you know, they'll cut it up for me. They'll help me load it in the car. Then if I, you know, they close it for So sometimes if I'm leaving the pizza parlor and traffic's heavy, I'll pay for it over the phone. He'll leave it outside by the gate, you know, for me. You know, Home Depot would never <laughs> do that for you. Yeah, you know? that's for sure. And yeah, it, right. And it's like, you know, the cost, the extra cost, when you really think of it, it's so minimal, you know. And, it, and it's going to a local family, so it's like, you know, it's worth it. You know. I, oh, I, yeah, 100%. I gladly pay the extra there, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, Paul, that's a good point, though, when I get a uh, – Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. My goal, like, over the month of January is to get my uh i gotta i gotta build a material rack in the metal shop and i have to really change around my like workbenches in order to get the power hammer mm. here but i really want to get it here by the end of the month so that i can just have it here and like i want to i want to yeah it. i'd love to see that um, thing running yeah exactly like i i so badly want to see it running because it's so funny like never seeing that hammer like i can't even there isn't even a video like there isn't a photo of that hammer you know anywhere because it's so rare like i've never seen it running like no one has Mm -hmm. so i just want to see it uh see it go and like i found the right motor for it and all the other stuff so it's like i just want to uh i just want to you know get the space and now i have the forklift too so it's like it's all the stuff is in place for me to just get it into the shop you know Mm -hmm. i literally just need Mm -hmm. to uh come and pick it up so i'll uh i'll I'm going to try to get that going, you know, unless you guys want to use it to like ba- build some railings or anything, you know, you could like get you can it rivets up. or something. Yeah. 
Even that, I don't think it's cut the throat for it. It's that fucking bottom die is like oh twelve inches God. tall. I don't know what you probably that person can't even did hit to anything it. Really. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Well, you could you could like fix oh. everything pretty much. Oh yeah, you could I even think fill it's in that like once I get hole. I cannot believe someone did that. That's so crazy. Yeah. But you could definitely fix that and fill it in. Yeah. So on the side of this hammer was like a huge bronze or brass tag, and at some point, some scrapper. Um, cut it off to scrap the material because it was like a big tag and it probably just had a couple rivets on it but instead of cutting the rivets they uh they actually torch cut the whole side of the piece of material you know what you should do get a crazy. piece of brass and machine it on your tormach like and write your own either like try and remake it cl- as close as you could yeah or just write something else on it like you know make everything shop don't well, die or whatever yeah it's funny um there there only there's one other of these hammers that are that are like known and it's that guy um alan lake uh moccasin mountain oh, power yeah. hammers up in um uh the dakotas and his has the tag on it um and him and i had spoken about it and he was i asked him if he could take a bunch of photos of it because i could remake yeah. it, you know and it would be really cool to remake it like i don't know if you guys uh have been following will stelter's uh but he's rebuilding a big Bowdry power hammer and he just got brass tags made by that guy king I tutley was just gonna sh- show it. Yeah, um, right and now. they just they're so beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. they're so so nice yeah um, he does such a nice so job. it's like yeah exactly so like it, like that would be such a cool thing to be to to add back to that machine so it's it's one of the goals. You should get one of these sandblasters, and you could on. sandblast the whole thing and like redo it all. I know. I thought about it. I, I was I was looking. Did you get the Eastwood? Yeah. Uh, the the three hundred dollar one is that at Eastwood? Yeah, as well? yeah. It, it's like a um, hundred yeah, pounds. That's what I was just looking at. Capacity, I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. And now that I have the forklift, I can actually like um, just move it around. I can actually like move it around like i don't have to bring it inside and then never move it again <laughs> yeah you, know, you don't like have I to get the plywood out the carts a oh, high lift dude. pallet oh jack i love how like you have you have acquired more ways of moving things than like anybody i know like mm-hmm. and you always figured it out like multiple pallet jacks Listen. different carts those carts what are those things you would buy those like jacks they were like they're almost like little forks that would stick out and like lift things up oh i have a couple of those like press yeah 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 them. it's like, almost kind of like, like a genie they're like lift. little uh yeah exactly but like smaller yeah um but um yeah no i dude i have every i have every method of moving it's so funny too because matt just got a bunch of new machines mm-hmm. um and he got like a new lathe he got a new mill and he doesn't even have a pallet jack <laughs> and so like i have like machinery skates i've got i don't have jacks. a pallet like, jack I have every it's, I yeah. should get one. Well, well, your space is you. I'm surprised you don't have one because there are times where it would oh, yeah. be useful for you to just have a pallet. Yeah. Um, but um, especially with like the big the big pieces of material where like if you had two pallet jacks and you had like a 24 foot or a 30 foot piece with two guys and two pallet jacks, you can spin them around and mm. like do so much so much stuff but it's so funny because matt sends me a photo of like the new one of the new machines like tucked in a corner and i and all of a sudden it hit me i'm like and he was just at my shop the day before and i'm like dude you were just here you could have taken a pallet jack the machinery skates the johnson bar like all these things he's like yo we just 
we, they slid it across the ground with just a crowbar because that was all they had. It took them like all day. I'm like, oh my god! And he's got Jimmy's old forklift now. Oh um, really? So now he, yeah, but he he says the reverse doesn't really work. So every now and then he gets it completely stuck and he can't back it out. Wait, what happened to his little tiny one that, that he had? He gave it away to one of our friends. Oh, really? Because um, it wouldn't work, oh. and the dude, the dude's a mechanic. He completely rebuilt the motor and got it running. That was a cool little um, forklift. But, uh, I know. I told him I wanted that one, but he was like, "Dude, it needs too much work." And and I, yeah, I don't yeah. have time for it. Luckily, mine, mine, my my vaporizer is still freezing up. But the other day, I turned it on just to like make sure it was still running, and it literally, as soon as I turned the key, it fired oh, right that's up, cool. and it's working really good. So. Um, I just, you know, I have a feeling, you know, obviously it's not going to love running in the really cold weather, but um, it, it's it's definitely a good little machine. I just got to keep it from rotting away. Mm. I got to make, like, a cover for it. i actually been looking into, like, you can buy, like, forklift covers um, that go over the cab just to kind of keep the just keep the elements yeah. off of, like, the seat and the controls. Um, but uh, none of them look like they're too good, so I was thinking about just kind of, like, making my own. Make another um, le- a little like shed a, like, like you did up in uh, your property. You can make I a know, lean-to off it. of the building, actually. I, I, I So there's a spot, like, back in the corner, which is... I, I don't Right now, the forklift's, like, up in the front of the uh-huh. yard, and I really don't want it there just because I don't want people, like... I don't want people, like, seeing it and wondering what it is or, like, asking questions, yeah. you know? Like, I don't... I want like a, a low profile down there, so um, I've been thinking about moving it all the way back into the uh, into kind of the backyard of the shop, and I think once I got it back there, it would actually I'd be pretty easy to build a little awning off the side of the building. Yeah, you know? just make um, it out of steel and just bolt so, it and just uh, attach it to the to the side of the uh, the shop. It could just overhang, and you could put like some little metal uh, like corrugated nice. whatever on the top. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just to keep like just to keep the elements off it. Yeah. You know, like otherwise it just gets What about if you park it under the like Uh, bridge thing that's already there? It would actually it yeah, it actually fits perfect under there and there's a spot where I could put it. Um I just it's it's like a matter of uh it's a matter of like again reorganizing stuff so that it just works better, you know? Um, because right now there's like there's like there's like 40 sandbags. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, you know how it is in my shop. It's a disaster with some of that shit. So, um, you know, I got to do a little, I got to do a little finagling, but once I get it, uh, once I get it, once I get it, it's kind of set up. Macklin and I have a lot of outdoor work to do at the shop. (laughs) And if he's listening to this, him and I have been talking about it. So we have like this pile of this ridiculous, um, mahogany molding that, I think I showed you guys. Remember the rocking chair that Macklin made? Oh, yeah. So, like, that was out of, like, solid mahogany molding that we had left over from a job from a guy that we used to work for. And um, when the guy closed, he was throwing it all away. And we were like, well, we can't just, like, let this go in the way, like, go by the wayside. It was, like, $20 a linear foot or something like that, this stuff. Um, so, it's been sitting under a tarp and sitting, on, like, sitting in a pile in the back of the shop for like f- four or five years now. And at this point it's probably completely rotten and we're just like, fuck, we have to get rid of it. But neither of us want to, obviously neither of us want to take the time to like, it's probably a whole dumpsters full of material. Wow. But once that's gone, I'll have clear, I'll clear up so much, you know, just room in my just yard. Burn it. it. It's really gotten bad. I know, but it's like, where am I going to burn it? I can't even like, yeah, I can't even, uh, 
can't even burn it. I tried to burn. Uh, Derek, you ever burn like old documents at the end of the year oh, yeah. instead of shredding them? Yes, I used to do it all the time when Dude, I buy a place. I tried to burn. Uh, I had like a banker box full of paperwork that was my dad's that mm-hmm. my mom found. And I had a 55-gallon steel drum, and I put it all in there, and I put a little bit of gasoline on it, and I lit it on fire, and it was going great. It was burning. I was like, oh, let's just grab, like, five banker's boxes. I figured, oh, I'll just, you know, every uh, every hour or so, I'll throw some more on the fire. So it's going and going, and then all of a sudden, I decide to grab, like, a, a steel rod and, like, turn it over to try to make sure that the fire, like, gets to everything. Yeah. And it just started smoking. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> Like a fucking village was on fire. The amount of smoke. I can't believe no one called the fire department. The amount of smoke that was like billowing off of it. So I'm like, oh shit, what do I do? So I like grab the hose. I spray with the hose. Obviously that makes oh, it Oh, even worse. more smoke. Yeah. Yeah. So then I find like a, you know, those steel discs I have, they like perfectly fit <laughs> over the drum. So I put a steel disc over the drum and uh, I go inside and I'm like, all right, well, like, you know, how long could it really take for this to like burn itself out? took like five hours for this fire to finally like <laughs> almost die down i had to dump so much water on it so now i've just got a 55 gallon drum a quarter of the way filled with wet oh paperwork and i just have no idea what to do with it and my mom's like well i don't want to bring it to the dump like it's it's got like my dad's old stuff so like yeah. his social like all stuff that i guess you know i don't know I, I i feel like if somebody wants to steal your identity there are way easier ways to do it yeah so, like, I don't really think it's a problem if I just throw the shit away. Yep. Um, but, like, my mom's like, no, the accountant said we have to burn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great. Yep. That's funny. So, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. If anybody has any suggestions on how to properly burn 10 boxes of Soaking wet paperwork. paper. <laughs> Soaking wet paper in a residential yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. It's not like I'm up at Jimmy's where I could just have, like, a box. You got to just yeah, cut exactly. a little hole in the side of the drum and put, like, a leaf blower in it and make, like, mm. and just get air in the bottom of it probably and just throw a lot less in at a time because like i've done that too like we've burned like paperwork and it's funny like it Mm -hmm. does not burn in the middle of it like you'll you'll think that the 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 papers are all burned and then you like poke it and it's just white unburned Mm -hmm. paper like pages and pages of it it's hard to do actually anytime you want to purposely start a fire it's always hard but if you don't want to start a fire your whole house is going to burn down (laughs) It's unbelievable. Me and Macklin, me and Macklin spent like two hours trying to start a fire up at my property. The la- not the last time we went when they knocked the house down, but the time before that, like literally two hours, like cutting yeah. up wood, finding it's a impossible. barrel, and we only had like five hours of daylight. And uh, and then finally, once we got it going, it was going so good that when we went to leave for the day, I was like, "Shit, how are we gonna put this out?" Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but my my, I guess in in the news for me is my my house is gone. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Were you up My there when they gone. tore the chimney down? I was, yeah. I filmed okay, that. Okay, yeah. Clip. Okay, I was wondering that because I thought you were gone before that. So you saw that No, down. so, yeah, so um, the only thing that was left standing when I left um, was the one of those, like, you know how it had those kind of rooms off the front? Yeah. Those, like, little, like, yeah. uh, kind of wings? Yeah. The only thing that was left was one of those wings was still standing, um, and then I had to get back home so I could go back to work. And, um, since then though, they've completely got it down. I actually was watching, um, I was actually checking the cameras today. It's been pretty cool to like, see it happen. I have those, um, those cellular enabled cameras up there Uh and it's been pretty cool that like every time the guys are working up there, like I get photos like basically right away of them, like pulling the truck up and, um, 
I haven't spoken to any of the guys from the company in a couple of days, and it's partially intentional because I, I don't have time to go there this weekend, even though I would really like to. And I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of waiting it out because I don't want to call them and be like, oh yeah, because I owe them money. So I'd like to uh, go there next week. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm avoiding calling them. But uh, so far today, they really graded over where the house was, and I could see in the photos that they totally got the pad flat. And uh, hopefully they'll bring some shale up in the next couple of days, and that's it. It'll just be uh, totally gone. Uh-huh. Nice. So, it's ex- oh, I bet, I bet. It's uh, yeah, no, it's nice. Now you're gonna have a nice clean slate. Uh, oh, what, what the hell just happened? Just disappeared. Yeah, you disappeared into the metaverse. I disappeared. I got, yeah, I disappeared into the metaverse. No, it's really exciting to have the house gone and the, you know, I'm excited. Uh, there's actually a hammer in up at the Blackthorn um, in about a month. I don't know if you guys saw today no. on Instagram um, the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp. The Maker Camp Instagram posted that there will be a hammer in. Uh, no, wait, maybe not. I definitely saw something today, and then I reposted it. Maybe, maybe they changed it. Right. <laughs> no, here it is. Um, yes, February eighteenth to the twentieth, there will be a, a hammer in uh, at the Blackthorn. So, um, if anybody wants to see what was what, where my house used to be, I'll probably be there that weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe the maybe we'll lot. bring. Maybe we'll, what'd you say? They'll see the empty lot. They'll be excited. exactly. They'll see the empty lot, and um, that's about it. It'll be really exciting to mm. see the empty lot for everyone. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so uh, what have you been watching, guys? You know who I've been watching? I tell you, this I kind of was on a kick for this a little while ago, and I got off it, and I'm back on it in full force, and it's crazy. Um, let me just get the guy's name. It's uh, he's from Lima, Peru, and it's E L I E R, Iliar, Iliar, and his last name is O L I B O S. He makes jewelry, and this guy is just like in a little room. It might even be a prison cell. <laughs> Wait, is he, he on Instagram or on you? On YouTube. <laughs> Wait, spell, <laughs> spell it again. E L. I E R. Okay. O L I B O S. Can you try and sound that out? Like, yeah. Say what you think. Say the no, way you think it's pronounced. No, no, I've made that mistake before. It just I'm sounds like random it. letters. It's E Iliar Olivia Olivos. I don't know. It's probably L E A Olivia. Yeah, yeah, that too. I don't know. Or Eli Olivo. Yeah, something E O. Oh, this guy's good. Dude, it is absolutely amazing how he makes this jewelry. Like he, it, I can't even tell you. It just, I couldn't stop watching him last night. I must have watched ten of his videos last night in bed. And oh wow! Just, and the video, it's just well, if he's in a prison cell, he's got a fantastic film. Yeah, because the video yeah. quality is fantastic. Yeah, he, a couple of the ones that was amazing was the flexible ring, the silver bracelet he makes is just unbelievable he makes the clasp and everything like he makes all the clasps the 
the safety catches. Mm. It, it just it's unreal. It it just I it, I watch it. I'm like, how does this guy do this? It just I mean, he does it right in front of your eyes. It's not like it's a trick photography or anything, but it's just amazing that somebody could be so talented. You know? How'd you uh, find this guy? He only has like twelve videos. Yeah, it's so weird. It just I you know what's funny is the video I haven't watched it yet. It was uh I turned a stainless steel bolt into a beautiful lock maker B and this guy's thing came up beside it and mm. I ended up watching that instead and I still haven't watched the other video <laughs> yet. I love it, that. It was just absolutely amazing. Like the way he makes the clasps on those things, it's unreal. Like the safety class, and like they look like legit class. And you're like, wow, those are made by hand. Like it's just unbelievable. He makes like a tube bracelet, and he legit makes the tube. Like just forms a tube over a mandrel, solders the whole thing together, and then just does it. It's it just wow. it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, this is beautiful. Um, the work that he does is really cool. Yeah, isn't it? That's funny that you talked about like a jewelry maker because I was just watching like people make jewelry. Yeah, I always like love a, that shit. The watchmakers and stuff, the guys that repair. Mm, there was a guy that's crazy. Watching. He was repairing a watch. He made the um, uh, what is it, like the crown? Is that what you call it? The pot mm-hmm. you spin. Yeah, it was unbelievable on a lathe, and it was just amazing to watch this guy make it, and it. It's funny. I mean, it's stupid, but it's so small, but it's made the same way when something's big. It's just the metal is, like, so strong. It, it's just yeah. unreal. Like, it's like, how does that not even break? I don't know? get it. Yeah, it, it's amazing to see. And I just yeah. made a gasket when I was talking to you guys. Wow. I saw you doing that. Yeah, nice. thank you. It's for a vacuum, a festival vacuum I just got. Nice. What? Why do you need a gasket for a festival vacuum? You just somebody. Got? So it, my brother-in-law was going to throw it out, and it was like half a pot. Somebody was smart enough to use it without a bag and without a filter. So oh. the motor was filled with shit, and I mm. cleaned it all out, and it works. But they must have lost one of the um, sales to it. So if this sails it, I have another festival vacuum. Nice. If not, nice. It'll be one sitting on my curb. Nice. I actually was just about to buy a festival vacuum. I don't. I've never after owned you one. talked me out of it, you bastard, dude. Well, I just almost bought one yesterday. But the problem with them is to get a decent one, it's six hundred dollars. You know. Yeah, I was gonna get that one that's like three seventy. The uh, CTS, I think. Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna use it on? I like just want to have it have? as. A, I just want to have it as a site, like when I yeah, go and do awesome. shit. It's awesome yeah. for that. It's awesome for that. I mean, they're all great. Even that one, the small. That's exactly what this one is. The, the CT15. Yeah. And it's like, that's this one's the MIDI. And it's like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll throw it underneath the chop saw. They're quiet. They work nope. unbelievable. I mean, there's a reason why there's $500 for a cheap one. You know, yeah. they, they, they work unbelievable. Uh, I'm sold. I don't care. I Oh, that was another thing. My new tool of the week isn't the... Even hate kiln. It's the drill, the Festool drill that I got for Christmas. You know, How do you like I, it? Macklin has I, them. They're dude, awesome. I love it. I always said I would never buy one, and I didn't buy it. It was given to me as a gift for Christmas. But I tell you, the drill is amazing. They have the best tools, hands down. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it's just unbelievable. It's got um, interchangeable heads. 
it's mm-hmm. you know light it's powerful it just feels good in your hand it works beautifully it's just this shit's just great so yeah macklin macklin uh has gone pretty hard at the festival stuff dude it's, the stuff's unbelievable it really is it's yeah it's, you know it, it's expensive but it just works great it really yeah. does i get i got all those polishing pads and everything through oh them. yeah that dude, was uh that was coming on, in i think last time we talked yeah unbelievable makes a difference oh my god i gave away my polisher all the compounds everything see you later goodbye adios it just it, it just my life just got so much easier so that's yeah, yeah. That, their stuff is good I, i've always wanted like like and i don't want a big festival vac because i literally just want one that when i go yeah. and have to do something on site yeah. and i need to bring a good vacuum i can just like right now i have i have a bosch hepa that i have under the table that i yeah. use um i use for all my sanding whenever i use my my uh my palm sander and it's like yeah. it's like built into the shop like it yeah and but it can leave and i do take it when i need it but it's mm-hmm. like a huge pain in the ass to take it yeah. you know and i'm like you know what like i'll buy a hundred dollar vacuum from home depot without even thinking about it why don't i just buy this the 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 set the ct15 is only 350 bucks yeah. I'm like, why don't I just get it? It's a HEPA vacuum. It's quiet. It's compact. It rolls around good. It'll fit in the, the truck. The only like, thing that sucks about that one is it doesn't come with anything. So it has no place to wind the cord, yep. no place to hold the hose. Mm-hmm. So it's like the next one up is the same one, but with all that stuff. Ah, so that's maybe how I'll get, get that. you with it. Yeah. It's, it's probably like twice it. as much money. No, it's, it's a little bit cheaper than if you bought all those. You can buy all those accessories to it. It's a little mm. bit cheaper than if you bought them all, but th- it's nice to have. I mean, you have to have a place to wind the cord. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It doesn't have um, a, a holder for I forget what else. And that's the only thing I don't like about mine. They're old, and you can't get the little boom for it to hold the hose. Uh. And that, that's nice if you do a lot of sanding, but whatever. That's what a bungee to the sailing's for. Yeah. I mean, you know. There's yeah. always a way to uh, yeah, yeah. to rig I mean, it up. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. So yeah, I think the hose on the CT15 is not so great either. Yeah, it's, it's like it it's looks not, cheaper. Yeah, it's not the one. That's why I took this vacuum because he was throwing it out and it had the new hose on it. Mm. And I just bought one, but I never hooked it up. It was 180 bucks for a hose. Oh so, my god. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is the other hose. If you use it. And you sand, and it'll make marks on your shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So you kind yeah, it's like a regular it. vacuum hose yeah, with the yeah, ribs. I mean, yeah. like if so it scrapes across the, your yeah. stuff. And the other one's anti-static. It's it's nice, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get you. Okay, you know they get you. They always get you. They so. do get you. I mean, listen, they've got everybody else convinced. So why not us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole world can't be wrong. That's right. All these guys that make a living uh, doing this shit. Well, that's what, if you have, like, the sanders and you're on job site, it looks so professional with everything stacked. You know, mm-hmm. it just yeah. it really does. So That's why I like that, that pack-out stuff, the Milwaukee yeah. stuff. Yeah, Because it's, thing. like, even now, it's, like, I have, like, the dollies that the stack mm-hmm. goes on. Yeah. And, like, when I need to go and do something, now I have the drawers. They have the drawer units. Mm-hmm. So, like, now everything's, like, organized in drawers. So if I need to go and do something, like... I should just get open a drawer. some of those things. Dude, yeah, I think they, they're they great. Yeah, yeah the pack-out stuff's great. I just bought the Festool Dolly yesterday. 
Nice, yeah. It, and it just, it, it's nice. It just, yeah. it is. It really is. I think for the type of stuff that you do, Paul, the pack out stuff's a little more resilient. Oh, like yeah. the Festool Throw, plastic. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't get the, the Festool. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The pack out's the way to go. Throw it on the back of your truck. Yep. And it's yeah. Yeah, in made. boxes and stuff. It's yeah, watertight it's nice. and shit. Yep. You can lock it. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's it, it's funny, though. It's like DeWalt has their own system, and it's it's a lot less expensive. It's like half as much. But I feel like I've watched Mac like break plastic. the fucking boxes. Yeah, exactly. It's like Yeah, that Milwaukee stuff is, is strong plastic, whatever it's made out of. I don't know if it's like fiberglass reinforced yeah. or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, it's nice. But, you know, yeah, I it is it nice. Yeah, I don't know that I I don't I don't know if I have any new tools, Derek. You got a lot of new tools, but I have yeah. been watching uh, a lot of YouTube, and I want to recommend my my pick of the week is going to be our friend Blackbeard Projects. He did you guys see the soft hammer that he made? He no, cast it out of aluminum. To... No. no. So he like cast an aluminum hammer, but he he made the the buck. He does a lot of casting. Like, and I feel like I've talked about it before. Yeah. But um, he made the, the 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 casting blank on his CNC out of MDF, and then the casting came out like flawless. Like it, really? the hammer looks perfect out of aluminum, and it like when he's done, he uses a needle scaler to like texture it so it looks. Forged. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's just like it, the 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 end result is like it's a soft hammer, like you know. And if you need it, that's a great thing to have. But it was just like the process of making it was so inspiring to think like you could do so many things. Are you looking at it now? Yeah. Yeah, it looks incredible. Wow. Um and uh the thought of like being able to make the negative on the CNC and then I mean he didn't use any special tools. He just used the casting sand and some some wooden molds, you know? Um I don't know. It just was really cool. And I've seen Jimmy cast a bunch of stuff and I'm always like I've never tried it. I'm always like really impressed and I always want to try it. But when I saw that, um, when I saw that video, I was like, damn, this is like shows really shows like the potential, at least in my mind of what you could do with like a CNC router and the ability to cast something like aluminum or brass or bronze or whatever. I don't know. You got to watch it, Derek. I, I watch a couple of those casting guys and it's amazing the shit they do. Yeah. What's so cool to me is just, like, how low-tech it is. You know, it's, like, obviously he made the buck on the CNC, which is, like, very advanced. But, like, the idea of just, like, having that sand, that, like, red sand that you pack around it. And then, you you know, you could melt down soda cans and make an ingot and put it in there. It's, like, uh-huh. so simple, you know. Um, I don't know. Anyway, Paul, what have you been watching? You got some metaverse uh, content for us? No, I don't have anything. No, I mean not not on the metaverse. I mean, I was watching some stuff on on. It's funny that Derek mentioned jewelry because I one of the last videos I watched was somebody making like a one kilogram Cuban link necklace out of yeah, he gold. Makes, yeah, he makes one of those too. It, that's yeah, pretty crazy. It's it's amazing. Wait, how much Paul, work was it the guy in the wheelchair? No, I think there's a couple guys making like these Cuban yeah, the other, the other necklaces. Guy in the That's who I used to watch. He's unbelievable yeah. too. It's oh, amazing how the rough they are, Paul. Yeah, like they're they're making they're they're using gold. Like I use steel. Like when you when you're blacksmithing, like it's such a rough project like process up until the very end. Mm-hmm. Like they're using wrenches. I'm like, God, I'm like, like, I'm like worried. I'm like, they're scratching it. Then when they, they're gonna have to buff out the scratches, and they're gonna waste gold. It's like, but that's just the way they do it. It's like they have torches and they yeah. put it through rollers. Yeah. Like they literally melt the gold down, 
pour it into a long skinny mold and then take that and run it through those rollers that stretch it and stretch it into like a wire. Then they wrap the wire around a rod and then cut links out of that coiled up wire. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's crazy how they do it. It really is. It, like you said, so rough. They filing it down. And oh yeah, and they put it on a piece of wood with that like it, wax yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, yeah pitch. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And then they file a lot of the gold away. I'm like, oh my god. It's like, but that's just the way they do it. And then I've been watching a lot of videos about like watches and stuff too. I'm into that nowadays. That's yeah. it, dude. I wonder how much it'll cost to get a Rolex in the metaverse. Not sure. Do you think a Rolex in the metaverse is going to be like 10 times more than a Rolex in real life? Or like, do you think Jimmy no Duresta, do you think Jimmy Duresta's metaverse character is going to have a broken Rolex? Jim, or, Jimmy should create, think? Jimmy should buy property in the metaverse. And then all his people, you know, all these, his fans would definitely spend a lot of money, like buying plots from him. He should, he should do something like that. But I don't know. I know Kevin O'Leary like is, trying to make nfts of rare watches like literally just pictures of watches the guy from shark tank but he was also saying like he's trying to get companies to when they sell a watch to a customer they also give an nft of that watch basically as like an authentication for the watch which that's actually not a bad idea like, so you buy a watch, you get cool. the watch itself, and then you get an NFT from, like, Rolex or, like, Patek Philippe or mm-hmm. whatever, and it, you know, that's how you authenticate the watch, and, you know, because there's a lot of fakes out there. Yeah, that's I follow this, like, fake watch buster thing on Instagram. It's funny, all the people buying, like, fake watches. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how many fake watches there oh, are. Oh, my God. Yeah. And when they Dude, point out the shit, it's like unreal. Like it how is. Odd it is. It's crazy. There's so when you go, like if you ever go to, uh, like a, I mean it's not, I guess it is kind of Middle Eastern. So like if you ever like I went to Turkey, and mm. there's a couple of markets in Turkey that sell like just fake shit, fake yeah. bags, fake jackets, and they have signs. I have photos of these signs that say genuine fake watches. Genuine fake. Genuine fakes. <laughs> so like you'll go in and they'll have like a Rolex wow. for two hundred dollars and like everything will work but like the date won't change. You know, like all That's this different funny. shit. Or yeah, it's and, like, like a quartz. Yeah, wow, and they'll like take movement. nothing for them, you know, like and every now and then, like when I was in Turkey, I just like found a watch that I thought was like I didn't, didn't matter what it was, like just yeah. a watch that I thought was cool looking and bought it for like forty bucks or whatever. As long as yeah. it tells time, I don't you know, I, I wasn't buying it to like mislead anybody. It was so funny, like how much bigger the fake market is than the real market for this it's stuff. so hard to get the real watches though it's oh, unbelievably insane like yeah. I, I don't yep. know that's a you much gotta, better investment than this metaverse shit then get in the end dude get it get in why don't you just get a little screen on your wrist that can show an nft of a of watch a, there you, you go well you got an apple watch you take That's, the apple you know watch what? you're right and then you could use an apple watch to display mm-hmm. an nft of a of a rolex that's now see now you know what mr pinto i think you're on yeah. something i think yeah. that was it you just solved it um so i don't know yeah. anymore 
Anyway, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, This is going to come out just a couple days before New Year's Eve. And I think I speak for everyone here at the Handmade Podcast. All of our staff, our writers, Mm. our producers in the background, um, you know, the copywriting uh, agency, everyone that helps make this show possible. Keep this going, you know. Everyone that keeps this going. The salespeople, the marketing. Oh, God. Yeah, thank God for God uh, for Sue and marketing. Yeah, Mabel, uh, Bethany and HR. Without yeah. these people and without <laughs> you guys listening, what would we have except Derek, Paul, and I on the phone having the exact same conversations but without recording it? That's what we would have. <laughs> but seriously, um, thank you to everybody that listens. It's been really cool to do the podcast this year. It's been a great opportunity for Paul and Derek and I to catch up once a week and bullshit because uh, we don't get to see each other nearly as much as we'd like to. And next year, we want to bring some people on the show that we know and that we've spent time with and spoken to that uh, you know are, are really interesting to us and think will be really interesting people to have conversations with, even if we are just bullshitting about nothing. Um, I think that's going to be really If there's somebody great. that they want to hear, let us know. Make you know, send a message to the Handmade Podcast, and that way we'll ignore it. Yes, and um, you know, and not get back to them. Yes, but, um, that's right. But no, we'll try to get back to you. But no, yeah, if somebody wants to have a guest on. Let us know. Maybe we exactly. Can and on. if you'd like to be a guest on the Handmade Podcast and you have an interesting story to tell, let us know because you know I think that we should. Uh, we should. I think we should lower the threshold because we make all of our guests pay us twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> to be on. But I think next year we'll take a little bit less. I gotta talk to uh, Roger over at the pricing department and make sure that our ads become a little bit more. Uh, you know, attainable because we have to have. Well, now we only accept on. Ethereum. NFTs. Yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. So well, we'll 10, have to work it out. It's five ETH to come on the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so next year we'll have our NFT line. We'll be only accepting Ethereum. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. I want to take a quick second, a quick second to thank all of our patrons on Patreon. By there, I don't know if anybody, I, people might not want their last names said so i'm gonna say the first names of all of our patrons and just say thank you to everybody we got chris keith bob brad kyle holt tom michael tom gordon stain i hope i said that right stein stein sohorse sorry david christy hey christy how are you thank you for listening steve peter dan jeremy glenn uh and oh look i'm a patron I'm a patron myself. Wow. I didn't realize we had that many patrons. I know. What the yes. fuck are you doing Holy with all the shit. money? We yeah, have Chris. 19 patrons. What the hell's going on? I, I want Seth over in uh, fucking Accounting. the department to take yeah. a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that about does it for this week's episode. Yeah. Thank you guys for yeah. listening. We'll see yeah. you next week. Thank you. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 